Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. In the studio today, we have Dr. Liz Herman, and she is the Director of Knowledge Management at Censure LLC which specializes in providing large-scale, complex contact center services. She has provided CAM solutions for both commercial and federal government agencies for over 25 years. I understand you refer to knowledge management as a love language. Uh, what is that about? <laughs> I do. It is my love language. I love talking about knowledge management. And I just came from a conference of like-minded KM professionals. And it is the stuff that I love to talk about. It really is. I like talking about people and process and culture and content and technology. Uh, I like to really talk about the problems that we have with knowledge management and what we think collectively are the fixes for this field that I think is flourishing and thriving mm. right now. So there are um, attitudes out there that are either, in my view, uh, are either super pro-CAM or not so much pro-CAM uh, or counter-CAM, but there's also a field of folks that still don't know what it is. Right, right. So how does it show up in organizations? How are you seeing it show up? I do think there is starting to be a trend, certainly in the federal government, where they are talking about knowledge management. They're actually putting the phrase knowledge management in some of their procurements and their requirements documents. I don't always think they know what that is <laughs> or what that means. <laughs> what? <laughs> but but we are starting to see it more, and I think that's progress. Yeah. And I think what we can do with that is uh, have the right people come in and educate what KM is and how it can benefit their organization. I, I really think that we serve as educators. You already know, because it's my love language, that I'm on the super pro KM side. Uh, but there are some people who still don't understand really what it can do for their organization or their agency and how they can benefit from it. Is it just lost in the translation? If we're going to stick with the language concept, is it just lost? They don't get it? You know, and I, I get what you're saying. We got to also be the ambassador, the educator, the bringer alonger, the, the, the preacher, if you will. You know, somebody that say, hey, I got the message for you. Come on, this will help. But there are those that still do not hear the message. That's correct. I agree with that. They don't hear the message because they don't understand what it is. And you have to understand, we have kind of a comet of bad projects and bad KM implementations following behind it. So there's fear. Mm. There's fear there, right? People think it's going to be another failed project. And so, you know, we have to overcome that. We have to understand that fear and then overcome it by putting the right things in place to make that particular KM project successful. That's kind of easy to put into a bucket if you've got an organization that called it a KM project versus a KM culture, which are not the two, they're, they're not even comparable. Exactly. So give me an idea of what you would recommend for an organization. Don't think of it as a project. I think that's very well said. 
You know, I just was asked recently, what could an organization do if they weren't really going to implement knowledge management, but they were going to have, you know, a few people dabble in it? And we need to get away from that. <laughs> we, oh, my. We need to get away from that. Somebody right? actually. That's, that's not the answer. <laughs> dabble in it. Hey, could you guys just dabble in this and see what it does? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. That, that's not right. even worth the effort. Exactly. We don't want to have, you know, we don't want to assign resources. We have a few people who are interested in it. We will let them be interested in it. But the organization has to commit. It has to be an organization, leadership-led implementation, culture change to really move the needle on knowledge management and, and get the results that companies expect. But most organizations aren't going to buy into that, right? They're not going to buy into a whole institutional concept. They, one, don't don't know what the result is, right? They don't know how to measure effectiveness from this implementation, or they haven't even thought, you know, you got to tie in the strategy and the vision of the organization to begin with. And if nobody is at the wheel of where knowledge is an asset, I, I get what mm -hmm. you're saying, because I think, I think in the, really to have an enterprise level understanding of knowledge management, you need an enterprise that wants to engage exactly. it. But what is the counter to that? Well, because you know, you, you're still going to have some grassroots mm -hmm. efforts somewhere trying to do All something, the time. Absolutely. regardless of the bureaucratic umbrella or wet blanket that controls it. Mm -hmm. Here's what I think I think actually organizations get really excited about these efforts and they really want to do it. So I think we have a lot of starts, right? We have a lot of starts. Okay. And what I'm finding and what I'm kind of trying to evangelize, um, and I know people sometimes don't like that word, but you, again, love language. <laughs> I'm going to evangelize this. People get really excited about the beginnings of things, yeah. right? And I think where we're falling short um, in knowledge management is, is getting buy-in on the maintenance. Oh. So, so many times I have come across funding and enthusiasm and organization-wide excitement for knowledge management. And we're going to have a new knowledge base or we're going to have a great new portal. And so a lot of labor and time and energy and money and resources are put into that upfront effort. But then what's happening is that no one's talking to the organization about mm -hmm. maintenance that, you know, this core team that you put together, it actually needs to stay yeah. together. It, 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 they can't go back to their old jobs, right? Right. Knowledge is living and it's moving and changing. It, it's and like, it's like going to a weekend seminar and then not doing anything you learned and you come back to the organization. Right. It's still just the same way. Absolutely. So we need to do a better job of explaining what the maintenance is and why that's important. And organizations really need to decide, are we just funding the fun startup piece of this? Or do we really want to make seismic organizational change and we're going to put the resources and the money behind it long term? So do you think it's going to get to a point where this is not going to be such an option? that organizations to stay relevant are going to have to adopt. Yes, 100%, 120% if I can even move the needle off off the scale. So why? Give give, give me what's driving that answer. Customer experience, customer satisfaction. You know, the customer experience is critical. And when they are seeking information from your organization and agency, there's no patience anymore. No, they want true. the right answer 
the first time in their channel of choice. Um, it's, it's so critical. There's just not another option if you want to be competitive and you want to really serve your customers. When you say that, I'm hearing both sides of that customer fence, which is internal and external, because everybody that's an internal customer or your employees of that knowledge economy also is has to be considered. Yes. And I think sometimes we focus too much on the external customers. And that is that's important, right? It is. It is so important. But you can't do that at the sacrifice of your internal employees and when I say that, I think about what is their engagement? You know, do they have an opportunity to engage in the knowledge and in the content? Do you enable them to say, hey, I think this could be improved or here's my thought about this? They have to be just as engaged and there has to be a focus on the internal employees as well. Do you see an opportunity where, so say you've got a carte blanche CEO, COO of an organization that's saying, all right, I want to get my feet into this. I, I see the potential. I see where you're, where this is all making sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you advise them to at least maybe do a department or a section to at least be the beta, be the experimental piece so they're not wholeheartedly scared to death of how much resources they got to put towards this, but at least as a proof of concept? Yes. I'm glad that you brought that up. I think that's in a way, how you get movement. Um, you know, some of these organizations are sizable. To try to tackle the whole thing at once is really daunting. Yes. Um, it's okay to take it bite by bite, right? Right. Just take it bite by bite. But you have to have a strategic vision. It can't just be, I'm going to look at this department and I'm not really going to think about the overall strategy. I think it's important to have a strategy that really encompasses the organization and where they want to go. But absolutely, you have to kind of meet them where they are and focus on one department or maybe one division or one vertical because showing them results is going to help them move forward. And I think you learn a lot with those smaller implementations that you can apply to the larger scale implementation to make it easier for everyone involved. You can build that momentum by one winning over some folks that can also spread it in a social network Mm -hmm. of the goodness, right? And build those out and kind of catch the wave as you continue to expand. Right. And it's good change management. You know, you can't separate Mm. change management from knowledge management. So having some change champions in the organization that you develop as you're implementing these departments or divisions or verticals is really important for moving it out and broadening it throughout the organization. So in that architecture and design, are you saying that all components, all HR, all personnel uh, have a, a duty and responsibility to KM or are you having KM implants that are new additions to the organization? Liz Herman, personal opinion, I think it has to be everyone has a responsibility. Everyone has an, a responsibility to act with in relation to the content that the organization, you know, provides to its employees and to its customers. I, I think that it needs to be built into performance. I, I think it needs to be the love language of the organization, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. If If no one at the top is talking about knowledge and the importance of it, then what do I care yeah. if I'm sitting in my cubicle? Yeah. I don't have any, you know, anything to latch on to. So I think it has to be every person, everyone has an accountability. I get you. That's the way I look at it also. So in order to wrap up, 
please provide the love language definition of knowledge management. Oh, knowledge management <laughs> definition, my love language. Uh, <laughs> it is. And what's the, what's the emoticon for that? Oh, it's like a, you know, the strong arm. Like it's the, you know, we can do it. I know people are listening to this. They can't see me do the strong arm. Like we can do it. But <laughs> that's how I feel about it. We can do it and we will do it. Um, as far as a definition, you know, it's the coalition of bringing people, process, technology, content, and culture together to increase customer experience, customer satisfaction, and be competitive in the market. I really believe that we have to talk to the leaders who are focused on being competitive and being relevant in the market from an ROI perspective. Mm -hmm. I think historically, we haven't always been good at doing that and trying to identify you know, qu real quantitative things for the leaders to hang on to, um, but, but we're starting to do that. And we have technology tools now that are really enabling us to do that. So I'm super excited about that for the future. Well, thank you very much for being here and sharing your experience. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go knowledge. <laughs> because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.